I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. To hell and back is in the job description. Roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dunked, and done the unthinkable is a duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Yeah, Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. Boom! What up, Jay? What's up, Bri? Jay Randall back in the house. Yes. Or no, we just... Uh, we took a break. We took a week off. Yeah. 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 Give me no time to shave, though. Yeah, Jay looks like he's 12 <laughs> again. So uh, drop in the comments how Jay looks like he's 12. Yep. Doesn't look like a hobo anymore. He went from uh, being homeless to uh, loaded with toys. So Loaded with toys. <laughs> Facebook user in the house. Glad to see a new show. What up? What up, OGs? I don't know who's tuning in from the PNF crew, but welcome back to another show. Go down in that lower left-hand corner. Smash that share button. We got Susie Q in the house tonight. Epic announcement. We are now live on Waypoint TV. You can now catch all our video, video and audio on waypoint tv download the uh waypoint app um you can get stuff on there if you want to have the option of both all at your fingertips instead of having to go to you know apple or google or something like that for the audio form and then have to go find it on youtube whatever if you're not subscribed to our youtube channel please do so anything else i think you got it pretty much Come on, Jay, get excited. We're back, baby. <laughs> Woo! Let's get Susie in here. What's up? Oh, we caught her. We caught her mid-chew. Mid-chew. I'm all good now. 
<laughs> finishing up my dinner. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Oh, see, you put it up on the screen, Jay, but you didn't announce it. Next event, June 19th, Madison Chain. You know, my job is to put stuff up. Your stuff, you know, you're supposed to worry. <laughs> I got, we got DP in the house. Armando Sola. Sola. What's up, Armando? Danny. Sola. So, uh, yeah. Um, welcome. Welcome back to the OG show. Wanted to talk to Susie tonight. Obviously, we want to talk about the Paddle and Fin series. Talk about Susie, what she's been doing, fishing, if she's ever going to come back, things like that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, life happens sometimes. <laughs> well, you've been busy, right? I mean, just a little bit. You got just, a new house, a got a new house. Switched uh, job positions, right? Mm-hmm. Running tournaments, all that good stuff. So uh, where do you want to start? Oh, man, where to even start? Um, <laughs> Gosh, wow. <laughs> yeah, can you believe that my last podcast show was like, I think it was the Thanksgiving thing that I did. I got like a bunch of people to send me uh, their thankful videos. And I think that was my actual last podcast for last year. So it's been a minute. So yeah, last October, uh, Evan and I bought our first house, uh, which I'm in the garage in right now. So uh, my kind of temporary broadcast studio until I get the she shed completed, which that's a pretty big endeavor right now. <laughs> so, but uh, one thing at a time. And then back in November, um, I changed jobs at the uh, hospital that I work at. Um, and it was definitely a move up. And it's awesome. And it's crazy busy, which I really like because the days go by super fast. So yeah, and then, um, yeah, there's more. <laughs> um, then, uh, you know, Jay and Brian and I all decided, hey, let's run a trail series. So, you know, we've been doing that. Um, you know, I also help with uh, KBL guys as well. So, you know, just, just a little bit of stuff going on. So I just looked. Your last podcast was December 12th. It was a, oh, was a recap on 2020. Ah, yes. Ah, look at you. See that? <laughs> Where were you on that one, Jay? I was, well, I knew what you were doing. So <laughs> Brian's like, I immediately had his phone. No, because you know what I think it is, is, uh, you know, normally with the podcast, I got to download this stuff to the computer, which is also synced with my phone. Thank you, Apple. Um, and I got in the car, I think it was yesterday, and my radio will automatically start playing audio files from my phone. And I think it was that last one. <laughs> So I was like, no, I think there was another one in there because I remember you talking about Christmas coming up or something like that or whatever. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, trail series so far, you know, it's uh, it's been growing, which is super cool. Um, obviously, the last event was kind of interesting. We had a, a few things that happened. Um you want to touch on those and go over that stuff um, for those folks that may attend in June? Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, why not? That's why we're here, you know. Um, you know, we, whoa, hello. <laughs> My camera's moving on. Yeah. 
Um, you know, as tournament directors and everything, you know, we try to be as transparent as possible. Um, you know, we read through rules uh, all the time. You know, we get questions about them all the time. And of course, you know, there's always things that are either just not black and white, or sometimes there's room for, um, you know, misconception, what have you. So um, basically, the nitty gritty of it was is that um, there was some misunderstanding because it was a combo event with uh, the Topwater series, which is an awesome series. You know, they're based out of Michigan and now uh, Northern Indiana. And uh, because of COVID, uh, they've been doing everything virtual. So they haven't necessarily had to have uh, what we call live check-ins. So basically, um, our reasoning behind that is um, I've had an experience where we didn't have an angler check-in on time and that angler actually died. So, um, you know, those are like safety considerations that we always like to have. Um, you know, it's a liability thing too, you know. I mean, as a series, you know, we want to make sure that everybody's safe, everybody's off the water that needs to be off the water. Um, and if we can't get a hold of somebody, we're going to send people out there to come look for you. So um, basically, so there's a little bit of misunderstanding with like our rules and top water rules and whatnot. So um, there was a couple of unfortunate uh, disqualifications because uh, in our rules, we did state if you were not at the check-in location um, as uh, announced at the captain's meeting on Facebook, then you would be disqualified. So the check-in time was by, I think it was what, 3.45 or 2.45? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, actually, yeah. It was 3.30, right? Uh, no, I believe it was 3.45. I think it was 3.45. Awards, awards were supposed to be at 4 o'clock. Supposed to be at 4, yep. So... Um, but yeah, that's just kind of the nitty gritty of it. You know, again, you know, it, it's not anything that we do to inconvenience anybody. Um, it is just strictly straightforward, a safety concern. Um, you know, we want to make sure everybody's safe and off the water. And, you know, some people would also use the, uh, the tourney X feature for checking in. And we hadn't actually considered that just because all of our events were going to be a live check-in type thing. So we hadn't really thought about that or considered that. So for that tournament in particular, being a co-event, we did allow the anglers that did use the tourney X check-in feature as their check-in. <clears throat> Um, for that situation. However, going forward with our tournaments, you know, we aren't going to allow that as a check-in. Again, as like a safety precaution, you know, if somebody's like right there at the ramp and they click on their phone, checked in and something happens because again, you never know. You're not physically at the check-in. So if I can't get a hold of you, I'm going to send somebody to look for you, call help or whatever type of thing. Um Let's see here. I just had something. Now I lost my train of thought. Um, we also had a um, minor discrepancy happen too that changed the um, the outcomes of placement as well. Uh, I had a gentleman come up to me and say, "Hey, you know, I swear I submitted, you know, a 17 inch fish." 
I was like, oh, okay, you know, let me look through uh, the fish that you submitted that I accepted. And I was looking through and I was like, well, 16's your biggest. So, you know, then I got to look and then I, um, a feature with Tourney X is you can see all of the submitted fish one angler has submitted. So I went through them and he had like, I think three or four cold fish. So I was like, well, I'll check through his cold fish just to see what's uh, what's up with that. And the first one I clicked on happened to be, it was either like a wet thumb or, you know, fat thumb or just, you know, whatever may have happened. Um, and it just got entered in as 0 0.17. Now I know with like Android and apples, sometimes it won't let you put the decimal in or some of them do. I know there's a little bit of differences with that. So, and well, that might've been. I know on Apple, you just type in the numbers. Like it's starts off at 0 .00, 0 mm -hmm. and you have to type in the numbers. So like for a 17 inch fish, you would put in one, seven, zero, 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 zero. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think with Android, it, I can't remember if it's the same way or not. I haven't used it in a minute. <laughs> so I, I could never get it to work on the app. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we turned out, we're like, okay, you know, he turned in a fish. He turned it on time. Um, you know, he was in the check-in, you know, before check-in time. You know, we looked through everything and we decided that, you know, that is a acceptable fish. You know, but it just was a minor technicality. So we went back and we adjusted the actual measurement of the fish, which changed placement. I think there was like, what, four or five placement changes within like, it was probably what, 20 minutes because of, you know, all the stuff that was going on. So, but um, we had like 220 some odd fish submitted. Uh, that day alone. So it was definitely a busy day, uh, judge wise. Uh, shout out to Titus for helping me out too. He would check in about every half hour. And it was just like, as soon as I got out on the water, as soon as it was go time, it was just like, oh, I had like five or six come in. So, you know, I judge them, then I'd refresh and then there'd be six more. That's kind of basically how it went the whole entire day. But um, some of the best comments I got was, uh, you know, man, I've never had my, uh, my fish judge so fast before. And I'm like, Hey man, I don't let fish like just sit there. <laughs> I see John Rapp's comment on here. You know, I can't wait to get Susie cued again real soon. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Shout out to uh, Jeff Hep, our, uh, our wonderful volunteer that helps us out at all the events. Uh, He's up in Michigan and he has been crushing it, dude. I've been seeing all yeah. the pictures he's posting and I hope he's having a great time, man. Uh, looks like he is. Uh, he's definitely, definitely catching fish. Um, going back though to, um, you know, the gentleman that, um, you know, submitted the fish. He did submit it in time. Um, it was entered wrong. Um, you know, we did end up accepting that fish and, um, you know, in hindsight, moving forward, it should be the angler's responsibility to make sure all their fish are uploaded correctly and things like that. So moving forward, um, you know, if you don't submit it right, like, and it's, cause that was the thing is, 
had he said something before we did the awards, like no big deal, right? Like mm-hmm. we could have switched everything, but he waited until afterwards, like, hey, this is like my total is wrong. Like you can check the fish that are on your leaderboard through the app through the website like there's multiple ways to do that like i know me personally anytime i fished a tournament i always make sure i got all my fish submitted and submitted correctly um you know there was an instance a couple years ago in another event where a gentleman couldn't submit his fish he submitted him to a completely different tournament and then automatically assumed that tournament directors would know it was for the other event because that uh the identifier number was on his tournament tag which completely changed the standings and i'm talking standings from Mm -hmm. like um um that gentleman was like not on the leaderboard at all to second place like if you're in second place in a big event like that like and you're having issues and you don't bring it up to anybody and until after the awards like that bumped me down a spot. I my ass is still a little chap from that. <laughs> if you can't tell, but you know, it's one of those things. It's the angler's responsibility, and you know, I think um, both both the the check in. Um, you know, we did get some feedback, which is always great. Um, was that like we didn't env- emphasize and use the word mandatory? Yep. For the check in, mandatory required. However, the way I believe I stated it in the captain's meeting was you need to be here in line photos submitted by such and such time. Yeah. But I didn't say it was mandatory that you needed yeah. to be there. But, you know, in their defense, you right. Coming off of COVID. Well, actually, we're not off of it yet, but we're, well, like, yeah. we're in the beginning stages of it and people are gathering now. And um, they're still, I mean, you just have to be very explicit about you know, indirect on what is expected. And we will be. And always read the rules for every tournament you fish, every club organization, whether it be KBF, Hobie, Paddle and Finn, uh, your local club event like KBL here in Illinois or uh, John Rapp's club out in West Virginia, all those rules are going to be different. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of them are going to overlap. But, you know, it, it, and it's, the worst thing in the world is to have to disqualify somebody, dock their fish, um, and, and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? Like that's the last thing we want to do. Oh, so you know horrible. what I mean? It and sucks. like, like, yeah. yeah, we all got stuck in conversations, yeah. you know, that weekend, and you know, rightfully so, right? We're new. Uh, you're gonna have hiccups. Um. And things like that. However, it's the way you handle them and the way you present them to those anglers. But um, you know, it's uh, it was very frustrating on our end um, because we did have a couple of DQs. Um, yeah. One of them would have been in top ten. Yep. Um, and two one of them. Two of them. Two of them. Either I way, it's still. Sucks. Or either, yeah. yeah. Either way. Yeah. Either way, yeah. doesn't matter um it still sucked yeah uh one of them was you know somebody we work with like you know what i mean like it, n- nobody wants to do that yeah. um and it could have all been solved that's it too right if you're not coming back to check in call message text message 
you know, phone numbers are given out in the captain's meeting. You need to let somebody know, like Susie emphasized, like it's a safety thing. It's not a matter of you showing up and having the numbers there at the award ceremony. That doesn't matter to us. What matters is that you're off the water and you're making it back home to your loved ones. You know what I mean? Like, and even if you don't have any loved ones, you know what I mean? Like, it's just important to us, like everybody's safety, you know? So I'll tell you first, having experienced it firsthand. Yeah. Don't be ghosting the TDs. Exactly. You know, firsthand having that parent come up to me and ask me, you know, where their son was, you know, was like the worst feeling in the world, you sure. know, because like there was still time for people to check in by, you know, and I was like, well, you know, he might still be out on the water. Um, we'll try getting a hold of him, you know, and not knowing it, uh, what had happened at all, you know, but I will never forget, you know, her, her face, her emotion and everything and just seeing everything play out like the way that it did, you know, well, I, I <laughs> and that's just it too, right? Like you're not thinking the worst, right? Like yeah. obviously this, that scenario you're talking about is the worst, worst case scenario. And nobody's expecting that it's, you know, either a, somebody, you know, didn't catch any fish and they're heading home early or, you know, they're, you know, taking time, went back to their camps to pack stuff up, went back to the hotel, bad they didn't catch fish that day. Like those are the scenarios we typically play out in our minds when we're waiting for those folks to show up. Um, you know, and that's it too. Like, you know, other anglers that are there, like I know we had asked the folks that were there, have you guys seen this angler, that angler, you know, at the ramp when you guys were packing up, getting ready to head back here. And I think there was one, um, one guy in particular that, um, you know, was heading home straight from the ramp. Um, some anglers did see him pack up, put his kayak on the trailer and all that good stuff. We did message them. We did call them, um, and ended up hearing back from them, you know? So that's the other thing too. just be cognizant of like, who's back at the ramp when you are. So that way, if we're looking for somebody or maybe pay attention when you're on the water, because if you see, you know, so-and-so was fishing this area, like if it becomes that scenario, at least we can find that person and hopefully get them help. Yep. You know what I mean? Exactly. So. exactly. Yeah. Cause being that person, you know, to just, you know, have to deal with that, you know, as, as TDs, like it, it was awful, you know, like having called the Coast Guard, you know, and hearing the Coast Guard over the radio talking about, you know, when they found him, you know, and then bringing him back to the ramp, you know, in the boat and everything. And then the um, the coroner shows up, you know, everybody is just like completely dumbfounded by what just happened, you know, and just it's yeah, it, it's it's not anything that anybody should ever have to go through. It It happens. Um, but you know, that the first thing, you know, most important thing is, you know, your guys' safety. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, um, I had a thought and I just lost it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we're all out there to have fun, have a good time, you know, and, uh, 
yeah, there's a little bit of money at play and things like that, but life is way more important than a few bones. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, enough sad talk. That's right. <laughs> Madison Chain. Happy stuff. Madison Chain, <laughs> June 19th. Big smallmouth, big largemouth. I actually just fished up there last weekend. Um, there were some largemouths on bed. Uh, smallmouth were just getting ready to move up. Uh, I was fishing Lake Monona. Um, it was good. It was good. And I want to give a shout out to, um, if you're up in the Wisconsin area, um, I believe it's Brian Coyne. Is that who it is? Is he from Wisconsin? If uh, Brad Hurlboss is watching this, he'll drop in the comments. Uh, maybe I can find the link. But they just started, uh, which is super cool, a Monday night uh, weekly tournament on the Madison chain of lakes. Um, and it's a different lake every Monday. Um, so you can only like this past week, you could only fish Monona. I think next week is either Wabisa or Mendota, uh, super cool format. Um, so if you're in the Madison chain area and, uh, you're looking for, you'll have to find it on Facebook. Uh, yeah, it's a Madison kayak fishing league or something like that um but uh if you're in the madison area cool little format i think they had like 12 guys show up this past monday um nice. i think the entry fee is like 25 bucks or something like that or maybe it's 35 and 10 goes to big bass something like that but something cool and new uh in the midwest area that uh is going on yeah i think it's that madison kayak league or whatever that was up there after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Yeah. Yep. Boom. What's the next one? Uh, next one will be June 7th on Mendota. 
at the Warner boat launch. Um, fishing time is five thirty to nine p.m. So mm-hmm. uh, nice. Yeah, shout out to those guys. I know uh, Brad Hurlboss fished that. He caught. Uh, I think it's best three fish instead of best Ooh, five. Um, so Brad caught yeah three, three fish. fish limit. Yeah. Uh, Brad caught um, uh, two fish. There's 12 events, top eight events go towards AOI points uh, for end of the year. Yeah, it goes through August 22nd. August 22nd. There you go. Boom. Grab that link and uh, drop it in the comments. There you go, Jay Randall. It's got to be worth something around here, you know. <laughs> but uh, getting back to you, um, you've been fishing a bunch, obviously, uh, around your home lake. You fished a little um, when we were um, out there at uh, in Michigan, Cold. correct? Yeah. Cold water. Cold water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, how's, how's your fishing season been going? My fishing season has been going pretty darn good uh, knock on wood i don't want to jinx myself just yet <laughs> um yeah i um you know after last year after you know kind of getting uh, the spring spawn taken away from me because of covid i decided you know that this year i was just gonna focus on you know a fishing the spawn learning how to fish it and understand it and just you know just learn more in a sense, you know, kind of pay attention more to like the water, uh, reading the water and just not getting so focused on like other things. Like if I'm not figuring out not to like really start going down that mental path of, Oh, you're never going to figure it out or, Oh, you're never going to get it together or whatever type of thing. So, and it's actually been working out really good. (laughs) So, um, you know, my first outing, was back in March sometime. And I think temps were, oh gosh, I don't even remember. They were probably like maybe low. It was, cold. Low. It was yeah. cold. Yeah, there was still some ice on the water, just a little bit, but it was it was melting. But I went out there and I was throwing, what did I throw? I think I threw a jerk bait and maybe a spinner bait or something like that, you know, and I caught fish and I was just like, oh, well, maybe I am figuring it out and learning. So um, I, I, I'm afraid to say this because I'm afraid that as soon as I say it, I'm going to have like a bunch of these happen to me. But like, I haven't been skunked yet. So <laughs> yeah. it's coming. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not I, had one. I had one last <laughs> weekend uh, on Lake Delavan, but I was fishing from uh, a boat. I was fishing from a boat, so that's ah, what I'm blaming. You're out of your element. But um, well, the whole boat skunked, and there was three of us. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what's happened in Lake Delavan, but it is not what it used to be. Uh, that's kind of what I've heard. You know, um, well, I know uh, another local or Midwest club had a a uh, tournament up there, um, and I think the winner caught three fish. Yeah, and I think it was like five. Five people caught fish. Wow. Um, and I, I believe Alan Wiedemeyer fished that tournament, and he, he got skunked. And he went up like a week or two after, and he, he only caught one fish. Yeah. And it wasn't very big. So, yeah. Um, Yikes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. 
what's going on up there, Delavan, Wisconsin. Get your right? act together. But um, yeah, it's interesting, man. Like you know, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I, you know, I've been catching some fish. I've been sharing that stuff with you guys. I've been posting it on my social media. You know, and uh, you know, those dog days of summer are going to eventually come where fishing's going to slow down and things like that. But what a great time to be on the water right now, wherever you are. You know, whether you're pre-post uh, or right on spawning you know like up north i know i was talking uh the new canoe show that i do on tuesday nights i was talking to danny rebay from texas and he was up in minnesota i think it was last week or the week before and he said they were all pretty spawn hmm. and they were catching giant smallies caught a 45 inch yeah. pike jay peter's pants uh, <laughs> a lot of bluegills and crappies and walleyes. Good eater walleyes too. He was saying, Ooh. so yeah. But I think that's where we should go this weekend, Jay. Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. Here we go. That's a twelve-hour drive. There you go. No, it's less than that. It's oh, eight. It, I looked. It's like I looked. three from your house. No, it's eight from my house. I'm pretty sure I it's three. Jay thinks everything's three hours from my yeah, house. Yeah. Every time we talk to Brian, eight. he's like, "Hey, let's go to Green Bay." I'm like, isn't that pretty far? He's Dude, like, it's like Green three Bay hours from, from my place is three hours. I will Google it right now live on this stream if you don't believe me. So where have you been <laughs> fishing, Susie? I'm, i got to Google some stuff real quick. <laughs> um, so this, uh, this season so far, my primary fishing area has been Banner Marsh. Um I've been focusing on um, kind of like two different lakes in a sense um, with Banner. There's like three like boat ramps per se, but like there's other parts along the roads where you can just put in off the side of the road. So, um, but I mainly focus on what's considered like the main lake, Johnson Lake, and then um, also what's called Pump House. <laughs> See, there you three, go. Three and a half. Three and a three half. And a half. That's three uh, hours, bro. Three, three hours. It's like five three hours. With no, your driving not. and your the way that you speed, I mean, you know. It was three hours and forty five minutes <laughs> from Jay's house because I looked early. Everything is three hours from Brian's house, like especially the way he drives. Don't don't even look for my house. It's probably like six. <laughs> no, it's probably three. No, no, because I think it's like two hours down to Banner Marsh, my place. See two. Hours. You're going down yeah. 39, right? Two hours. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 39. 39. Yeah. But yeah, I've been mainly focusing on uh, Banner Marsh. Um, you know, just, I love that place. Like, there's so much variety to it. Like, there's structure, there's super deep water, there's super shallow water. There's lily pads, there's moss, there's, there isn't really like a whole lot of rock per se, um, but it's dirty water, well, dirty-ish, depending on, um, you know, if there's been recent rain and whatnot. Um, after today and tomorrow, it'll probably be mixed up a little bit, but uh, that's the way I like it. I don't like super clear water. It's out of my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> you uh didn't you catch a big muskie the beginning of this year i sure did yeah that's right I, I wasn't i wasn't sure if it was last fall or the beginning of this year oh yeah it was that was in was that march or april i'm trying to remember um it smoked 
a jackhammer and like and i knew what it was like as soon as it hit because i was throwing a jackhammer and i wasn't seeing a lot of fish on my fish finder and i was just like oh, i wonder what's going on because usually the area i was at i usually see them and i was fishing this point and i had brought it up real fast and i saw this like swirl in the water i was just like i wonder if that's a muskie and so i cast it like at least like 50 yards in the complete different direction and that thing must have like jetted to it because like as soon as i started reeling it bam it hit and i mean like it was just like a log <laughs> in the water and like i could kind of feel it going like that and i was like oh god i got a muskie on and uh that was that was a lot of fun. There are huge musky in that yeah. lake, huge musky. And I had just said like a couple weeks before that that uh, of all the times I've been fishing at Banner, I had never caught a musky at Banner. So lo and behold, I finally got my musky. Is at least it was at least like 42, 43 inches. Ah, oh, she's a baby. <laughs> it's just a baby. It's just a baby. <laughs> Um, I, I caught my PB bass at a banner. Oh, I think it was like 13 inches. 13 <laughs> inches? No, nah, it's a 20. It was a 22. Oh, yeah. There's some big fish in there, man. I've well, gotten close that, uh... to getting a 22 at banner. It was 2019, 2018 or 2019 in the fall. I think it was 19. Um, I was fishing the, um, Oh, um, like the charity tournament that uh, David Brooke had going on. And that was the day I also lost my phone in the water. To, or no, it was the day before that tournament. That's right. Because I was pre-fishing it. And um, I was throwing a whopper plopper. And this thing just came up and just like slurped it. It didn't even like jump out of the water or anything. I thought I got hung up on weeds still it until it started pulling away and i was like oh god and then it jumped and i was like oh god <laughs> like i've caught you know like 21s and stuff like that in banner before but this one it was a quarter inch away from matching my pb i mean it was just all fish <laughs> there's that musky <laughs> yeah that's that thing by your crotch like no way man <laughs> well you know no way. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but Adam was jealous. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> but muskies are pretty like more docile than uh, than pike are. Though. Look at those it teeth, was... bro. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Mm -hmm. After uh, you know getting my thumb sliced open by that must that little muskie at um, God, what lake was that? Was that uh, otter? Or Jacksonville. I don't remember which one, but I caught a little one and it like inhaled my plopper and I wanted my plopper back. <laughs> and I was like reaching in there with the pliers and it flinched just right and sliced my thumb right open. Not Gotta get those one. 11 inch pliers. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, now I got the, the grips now too. I didn't have grips with me last time. So, yeah. Yeah, those things. Uh, you know, I was at one time we were out there, actually, it was during a bass tournament. And uh, I was sucking, and I was like, the water was particularly clear in the one spot. And I looked down, and there was three muskies, three very large muskies <laughs> together right by, like, a string of grass that was coming up. Yeah. And they were just all hanging out together. And I'm like, well, I got nothing else to lose. So I started throwing. I'm like jigging. You know, I got a jig, spinnerbait, anything you could drop in front of They did not care. I couldn't get them. <laughs> and I was, it was just tearing me apart because I'm like, I need to kick something. 
was like, I'm dying here. You know, I put all my eggs in one basket on that tournament because I went back to the spot where I caught the PB and that spot did not turn out one bit. Um, spent some time in there too, but uh, I don't know, that was a rough day. But um, yeah, seeing those muskies though, I mean, it's pretty interesting how they'll, they'll school. Yeah. They'll sit, with, sit with each other. And I was like, I never knew they did that. You know, but uh, those are easily 40 plus inch. Easily. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are Very some giant so. muskies in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually, like, I, I don't see them very often either. Like, in the early spring is usually when I see them the most, just because there isn't much weeds. And, uh, like, if they're, like, you know, coming up and trailing one of my baits, I'm like, oh, oh no, I'm going to the other end of the lake now because I don't want that thing taken off, like, my jackhammer or whatever. Or stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, nah, I don't want to wrangle with you today. <laughs> yeah all, uh, are you ever going out like specifically targeting the muskies or is it all like pretty much by accident when you're catching them uh the muskie was very accidental um i wasn't really necessarily targeting it um i mean it'd be cool to kind of learn to target muskie but like my big thing right now is like I want to be a better bass angler before I start focusing on muskie. I'm kind of more or less like, I, I have two species that I focus on. <laughs> bass small and smallies, which are, you know, bass in a sense. And then in the fall, it's king salmon yep. all the way. <laughs> right on. So I'm just like, all right, I'm going to start with those and then just go from there. Like, I don't even try to fish for crappie or bluegill or anything like that. If I catch extra stuff like that, then I'm like, hey, look at that. I caught that stuff. So, <laughs> but uh, my my main, like, focus is just, you know, learning to better understand, like, the bass, the behavior, the reading the water, still reading my fish finder. Because <laughs> sometimes there are days where I'm just like, I see stuff. Is that a fish? What kind of a fish is that? Like, yeah. <laughs> what uh, what fish finder are you running? I've got a Lawrence Elite Nine Ti. I got that in twenty seventeen. Okay. Ish. Yeah. So it still runs pretty good. It's got the side scan, down scan. Um, you know, it doesn't have the super fancy live target stuff that everybody's into now and all that. So, but I mean, it still does pretty good. So when you're, uh, when you're running along, are you using, um, like multi-screen? Like, yeah. Yeah. What's, so like, what screens are typically on your depth finder 90% of the time? When I'm at banner 90% of the time, I'm only just running my sonar. Like there okay. is usually never any reason, it, unless it's like early spring when there's no weeds, I'll run my side scan. But other than that, I'm just running my sonar just because it's just mainly for depth. Um, I'm looking for my drop-offs. Um, that's really what I use at banner. But like when I'm somewhere new, I'll have three different ones up. So like I'll have my map. And then I'll have my side scan and then I'll have my sonar up. Okay. What about so you? like at cold water, yeah, I was using all three of those. I would probably end up running four and adding the uh, down scan into that too. Just to get that extra mm -hmm. detail out of the sonar that you don't see. Look at you, Mr. Four screen. <laughs> we'll call you four screen. Yeah, no, I'm, the, I'm the same. So I go back and forth like I'm half and half. I'll either... 
I'll have the like the regular contour map up, uh, side scan, and then I either run um, dual sonar because I run a go- uh, Garmin, so you could run the side by side sonar at different hertz, or I'll swap the sonar out with uh, down scan. But I just got a new transducer from our good friend Brad Hurlboss. Um, and it the the down scan is unbelievable now. Oh, I'm sure. Down scan and side scan, a lot oh, clearer. Sure. Watch out. Watch out. <laughs> but, nice. Yeah. Can't wait to get my Lorance. I always think that's interesting, you know, <laughs> like how people, you know, what people I know some guys they'll just like pre-fishing for a tournament, they'll just strictly run side scan, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some do a dual, some do three screens. So it's always interesting. I always like hearing, you know, how different people run their electronics, so to speak. So. Well, I think like a lot of people too, usually, well, I don't know. I've seen a trend in it where they'll run that side scan. They'll run up, you know, and set it out to like maybe like 80, 100 feet. Yeah. You, I think optimal is like 60, though, in most cases. But yeah. But they'll run it and they'll run up that shore and then circle back around. But during the time that they're running up the shore, they're waypointing. Yeah. Where they're seeing fish. So then they can come back and work it off the map. Yeah. Yeah. I usually run my side scan 70 feet out mm-hmm. each way. What about you, Susie? trying to remember what mine's set to i think it's either 50 or 75 something like that like if i if i'm in like a deeper body of water i'll have it set you know a little bit deeper but like if i know i'm going to be in a lake that you know has pretty shallow areas then i'll set it like you know 50 or 30 right on right on makes sense Mm -hmm. i like it well what exciting stuff you got coming up before we wrap this thing up uh this weekend uh open invitation for anybody who's gonna be down in my area i am fishing banner marsh like there's no tomorrow (laughs) um you know just kind of for fun um and just i haven't been in quite a while uh this past weekend actually didn't get out at all. I had a lot of um, like house stuff that I had to kind of catch up on and everything. We had a, uh, what we like to call a mattress fiasco. Uh, We went and bought a new uh, mattress at a clearance center um, on a Wednesday. Uh, We got it in on a Saturday and didn't realize that it needed a special foundation. It can't just go over like slats. It's got to be on a flat, solid bottom. (laughs) So we couldn't even sleep on it for the first two days. And then I had ordered um, like a new comforter sheet and all that other stuff uh, on Amazon. It got here on Monday. There were no sheets. It was just the comforter that I was supposed to get like the whole set with pillowcases and everything. And I was just like, oh, my God, we're never going to be able to sleep in our new beds. So. <laughs> the heck, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Adam's so that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But um, coming up, let's see here. So, yeah, this weekend's Memorial Day weekend. Then the weekend after that, um, there is a KBL tournament here on banner marsh so um mm. you know getting a little um pre-fishing in yeah yeah get pre-fishing in you know and i know people know that 
they know that I know this lake because um, I live so close to it. So, you know, no pressure at all there. <laughs> right. So try not to, you know, let that get to my head too much, but uh, just going to kind of do what I always do and just fish it for good. I'm going to be fishing banner for like the next, so this weekend, the weekend after, and then the weekend after that. So like the next three weekends or so, I'm going to be at banner. Um, because the weekend after that is the Gerby Banner Series, which is also like part of their trail event as well. Sure. And then um, the week that's like the middle of June, um, I'm going to leave for Wisconsin uh, on the 17th after I get off work. And I'm going to have some fun fishing for smallies yeah. uh, up on the Madison Chain uh, on the 18th before our next trail event. On the 19th, giggity. <laughs> what? No, no, Amaquan? Well, you know, I actually thought about driving out there just to see, like, what the conditions are right now. Um, we have had a very, a much drier spring than typical. We haven't, like, flooded or anything like that. So it has me wondering that if, and Maquan is even accessible right now. Um, so I haven't decided if I'm going to, I if I do go, I'll probably go either maybe tomorrow after dinner or something like that, or maybe like Saturday after I'm done at Banner or something, just to, you know, see what the conditions are. You know, it's probably still somewhat decent, but ever since they um, drained it, and uh, did the work on the levee and everything. They didn't completely drain it, but they they lowered it pretty drastically. Like the fish populations have definitely been noticeable, hmm. uh, noticeably lower. So, but like last spring, you know, I I found them pretty good, and I was I was on some good fish, but I couldn't find those females last year. But I know that they had to be there. So, yeah, that's an interesting. There's place. some in there. Yeah, being so close to the river and everything mm -hmm. too. It's that's a it's a real interesting place because uh, I mean you get you even get some of the um, uh, what's it called some of the carp in there some of the Asian yes yes yeah the Asian carp have gotten in there now um, there's uh, there's white there's bass in gar. there too a lot of gar uh, there's some gar in there and then there's a lot of bowfin in there too yeah that's true I saw one across the trail path when I was walking on it. And like it was like less than six inches of water is the weirdest thing I ever saw. I was like, this thing just like just like right across the. I was just like, what is going on right here? And I, I actually ran to my truck to go get a rod really quick, and I couldn't. I couldn't find them again. Yeah, they um they'll smack like anything. Like I've gotten them on chatterbaits. I've gotten them on swim jigs. I've even gotten them on top water before. So. If you think you got a big bass on there, sometimes it's a um, it's a good old blue mouthed and blue fin bowfin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those things are evil looking. They look like more like critters. They are that. they're dinosaurs, man? I mean, yeah. like they're they're ancient. Well, you remember that old that movie Critters though? That old that that's like a horror movie. Little I've seen weirdos. like bits and pieces of it. They're the weird things that like roll yeah. under the bed and whatnot. <laughs> but their faces are the same. Like they yeah. have those teeth. It's like, it's like almost like a weird. Bad man mouth, just full of teeth. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <sighs> Love it. Love it. Um, well, Susie, we may see you this weekend. So yes. uh we'll 
discuss that after we finish up here. Yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah, we're uh, we're <laughs> we're still uh, going back and forth on what our plans are for this weekend, <laughs> but um, it's very enticing. Very enticing. Yeah. Like I Definitely. know that the spawn yeah, is fun. done, and this time of year, like it's swim jig, it's top water, it's chatter bait. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, any any shout outs, any of that good stuff you want to throw out there for the good folks? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, shout out to Quest Water Sports. Uh, they are my hobby dealer. Um, shout out to uh, Kissler Rods. Um, she Angler Custom Baits. Uh, Tim Hamilton with uh, Bassett Baits. Uh, just put in an order with him, so hopefully I'll be getting some uh, new stuff here soon. I'm excited for those. Um, let's see here. Uh, Dakota Lithium, uh, Catch Pro Team. Um, I probably always forget somebody when I go through this part, but uh, yeah, I don't want to well, yeah, obviously, of course, Paddle and Finn. <laughs> Jay, do you remember where we are? We are no, in the no. Paddle and Finn podcast studio. It's been a while. Say you're in the studio. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Well, as always, Susie, thanks um, for joining us. Next week, we got Brennan McDougal, nice young angler from Indiana, um, very up and coming. Uh, huge shout out to Jackson Orr, graduated high school today. Yes. Uh, I know he's going to a college fishing team. I forget where he chose, but uh, huge congrats to him, man. Uh, it's cool seeing, seeing these young guys <laughs> coming up and uh, making moves and doing cool stuff. So it'll be fun talking with Brennan next week. And uh, yeah, should be good. Susie, as always, thank you. Hang You're tight. welcome. Always Any a final thoughts, Jay? Be careful out there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's one thing. It's Memorial Day weekend, boys and girls. Yes. If you listen to this right away, be conscious of what's going on around you while you were on the water this weekend. Mm -hmm. There will be don't all be wearing kinds, those headphones. Yeah, there will be all kinds of fools on the water. So be conscious of what's going on around you this weekend. Be safe. Don't end up like my man Brock Holland getting run over by a boat. So don't drink and drive. Have a DD. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Why couldn't you say something responsible like that? Because I'm not responsible. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> All right, boys and girls. Until next time. Tight lines. Smooth battling. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn. 
on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com. 